Hi, this is Toby Clark from Walking Ibiza and welcome to Tales from the Walking Trails podcast number one. (laughs) (laughs) So we're sitting here in the beautiful surrounding of of Benaras Beach, which I'm gathering is probably one of the points that you passed as you did your very first walk around the island. Where did this all begin? I mean, it's kind of the reason, I guess, that you set up your company, which is obviously walking Ibiza. Tell us how it all began. It started as so many wonderful things do in this world over a cold beer with a friend. I sat there with a friend called Tristan and he said to me, one thing I've always wanted to do is to walk around the coastline of Ibiza. And as soon as he said it, I got this massive rushing energy through my body and I knew at that point that I was going to do it. So this is called, nowadays the modern people call it Atlantis. So we went our separate ways after a beer. 99.9% certain it's actually not Atlantis and it just wouldn't leave my mind so I started looking into it seeing if it was possible just because it looks like an old ruin of buildings and um, shapes and that that people think it's a city and it sort of goes into the sea so that's why modern day people call it Atlantis what they've worked out is that it's an ancient quarry from the the times of the Phoenicians the Phoenicians are the first people on Ibiza in 653 BC and I started looking online for walking around Ibiza walking around the coastline of Ibiza but nothing existed so I realised if I was going to do it, I was basically just going to do it blind, with no maps, um, no previous person that I could find has done it before. And it was actually just before the wonderful Healing Ibiza Day, coming up in October three years ago, and I decided to leave on the Monday after Healing Ibiza Day. It just felt very fitting that that's what I'd do. So I decided to take my backpack with me, just a 10 kilo backpack, pack my tent in it, and everything I needed and I was getting ready to go and Belinda my wife was thinking I was a bit crazy and I'd lost it but it's just something I really wanted to do and I went to have another cold beer with Tristan about a week later and said hey Tristan I'm gonna you know your idea of walking around the coastline I'm gonna do it and he looked at me all bright-eyed and excited and said great when are we going and I said ah I actually want to do it alone and he looked at me rather disappointed because it was almost his idea and I'd taken it So what we decided to do is both head off at the same time, but head in different directions. So on the morning in question, we both um, got driven by friends or me by Belinda to Ibiza port and stood back to back and said, right, we'll we'll pass at some point walking around the island. What you gonna do? What you gonna do with people like that? What you gonna say? What you gonna say that'll make them change their ways? Who you gonna find? Who you gonna find a lesson anyway? Where you gonna go? Where you gonna go to try and get it straight? I once found a recipe for what to do to cure my needs. I pack some things to do what I need. Only bare necessities. Ask Mrs. Walsh, feed the cat, call and take. Tell him that I'm going home when my people need a little bit of happiness, yeah. Yeah, so the night before when I was packing my bag, I was packing all the things I thought I might need in it. And my bag was weighing about 10 to 12 kilo, so it's quite a bit of weight, but I thought that's all right to carry it. And anyone who's done backpacking knows sort of 10, 12, 15 kilo is about the maximum you want to carry. So I then started thinking, well, what sort of money do I need to take with me? Do I need to take um, credit cards or how am I going to buy things along the way? Because along the coastline, there's not so many rest, um, supermarkets and things like that, but a lot of beach bars. So I thought, well, I'd better take some cash with me as well. But then I had another, another strange feeling come through me. 
and I ended up opening up the drawer and throwing all my credit cards and all the money I was going to take back into the drawer. But as I did that, one euro rolled back out of the drawer. And I thought, ah, I'm supposed to just do the island walk on one euro. So I actually just picked up that one euro, didn't really know quite what I was going to do, but I thought, I've just got to walk around the island with one euro. So I set off, and Belinda, being a bit more sensible than me at some points, said, I think you should take enough food and water for 24 hours. So I took a couple of sandwiches and things for 24 hours and the, the symbolic one euro with me. And I also took my wonderful dog Cosmo, who was nine months old at the time. So Cosmo um, also needed food for 24 hours. So we decided if it's going to be me surviving on one euro, so should Cosmo. It became more like what I was calling a vision quest. You know, they, they do these sorts of things um, very shamanically where you go off in a vision quest and have to survive the elements for so many days and when you come back you're reborn and your life takes on um, a direction you learn lots of lessons from doing it so it very much felt like it was just meant to be and because I was born on Ibiza I have a very strong connection with Ibiza and it just felt like it was my time to come back I'd only moved back a year previous to that full time so I'd been living in England um, after I'd moved away from here when I was 10 years old and I'd done all the sort of corporations, that stuff. I'd run companies and had the big car, the big house, and decided to give it all back to come back to my home. So it felt very fitting that within a year of moving back, the island, the spirit, whatever you want to call it, had guided me to do this walk. And it just felt very fitting that also it should be without money. Hello, I'm Till. <laughs> and how have you found today's walk to Atlantis? Oh, just amazing. I've never been here before. And it's such a stunning place and um, yeah, it's just beautiful to come here with beautiful people on this amazing landscape and lovely dogs around, so you bring your own food, just great. I mean, would you think you would have found this place if you'd come down here on your own? Um, it would have probably taken much longer <laughs> and I would have ended somewhere else. And how did you fare without any finance in your back pocket? Um, unbelievably well, so I set off and sat down for my first lunch the sort of in the late afternoon on the first day and I'd taken three litres of water with me to survive me through the day and I thought right um, I'm only going to ask for food and water if I need it I'm not going to stockpile it um, for two reasons it didn't, didn't feel right to do that but also I couldn't carry it and I actually survived right the way through to the evening and I set up camp next to a wonderful restaurant um, around Captis Falco and I thought okay I've now got to go and see if my theory works so I went up to the restaurant and luckily they were having their closing staff party so I went in and described what I was doing and the the manager said well he didn't know what to do but he went and got the chef and this typical looking chef came out the kitchen in his dirty white um, smock and everything and came up to me and I had a chat with him and he, he just turned around and walked away and I thought well does that mean he's going to give me something or not then he came back with this huge tinfoil tray, absolutely stuffed with food, with lasagna, roast potatoes, a massive stack of salami, which he said was for Cosmo, and everything that I needed. And I just thought at that point, wow, if this guy's given me this much, I'm going to be okay. Then um, a strange thing happened. I've actually run out of food altogether because I was walking along the south, south um, west coast, and there weren't many beach bars along there. But I passed a few, and people were giving me either just a bottle of water and some 
bit of stale cake or something was the worst thing to um, having a lot of nice food given to me, but it was working. But then I, I ran out of food one night and I'd walked a long way where there weren't any restaurants or anything. And I woke up in the morning and Cosmo gave me that look of what the effing hell are we doing? You know, what a great look the puppy can give. And I thought, yeah, what am I doing? And I was thirsty, I was hungry, I was freezing cold because the temperature dropped really cold that night. And I'd slept in the wrong place right on a beach. So all the dew had come down and the moisture had come in from the sea and it was really, really cold and hadn't slept well. So I was sort of thinking, oh, maybe I'm just being stupid and let's call Belinda and we'll, we'll jack it in. But there was no phone signal on the beach. So I packed all my tent up and thought, right, let's just carry on walking and got to the top of a a little hill and the sun hit me so that started warming me up which was really nice and I started walking across this wasteland and suddenly got this huge feeling or this the same rush I'd got when I knew I was going to walk around the island through my heart and then I got this I don't know whatever you want to call it um, download or word came to me and the word was trust and it came so strong I've never had the feeling before so I thought my god I've got to listen to this whether it's an old goddess of Ibiza giving me this thought or whether you, whatever you believe in, but I, this thought came to me and this feeling came to me. So I thought, okay, I'm going to trust. And then I started walking again, and I'm not joking, within five minutes this guy came across this wasteland past me and um, got about ten metres past me and all in Spanish turned around and said, you're that guy walking around the island, aren't you? And I turned around and sort of said, yeah, I am, thinking what a stupid guy I am for doing it because here I am not really enjoying it. And he said, um, you must be starving, what, are you, what have you eaten today? And I said, well, nothing, and what have you drank? And I said, well, I've run out of water. And he got his bag, and he was on his way to work. So he got his lunch out, and he gave me all of his lunch and all of his water. And after that, I walked off thanking him, and I thought, wow, trust. If you trust on Ibiza, it provides for you. moments when you're on a walk these days where that kind of feeling comes back and strikes again yeah loads loads especially sometimes if I take groups out and um, take groups from a boot camp or something and they're on their last bits of energy and afraid of someone tripping or something and I just go no trust and um, everything will be all right and it, it does work it really does work and I, I tell that to people now if you're here and you trust everything seems to work I guess when you're walking around the coastline, trusting it is fairly simple to a degree because obviously there's only really one one way to go in, in some ways, but it's not that easy to get around the parameters of the island, is it, in some parts? No, some parts are really, really difficult. And in fact, the part we're looking at in front of us now, sat on Benirass Beach, was very difficult to come over the hill in front of us. There's, there's no real marked paths and you've just got to trust where you're going. So many unbelievable places that I walked and I had to make a bit of a, a rule at the beginning. I tried to break through virgin forest at the beginning to make a new path. But with a backpack on, it was just too much um, work and danger. I started taking very small 
very f- finely marked paths and some of those I felt like hadn't been walked on for a, a long, long time. So sort of breaking through and opening up paths that had been closed down before. And that felt really amazing to be opening up where fishermen had walked between villages for centuries before but no one had maybe walked it in the last years or so. So it was re- really a, an amazing feeling. Very meditative doing the walking as well. Very just, you know, footstep after footstep, day after day after day. It really put me into a, a, a great space. Really, really amazing. You didn't take a pedometer with you? No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I just wondered how many steps it was to get around the island. <laughs> the actual, if you follow, if you could follow the coastline exactly, it's 174 kilometres. But as I walked it, and I roughly mapped it out afterwards, I did about 220. It took me 11 days from when I left the port to when I got back to the port. And obviously you must have met some fascinating characters along the way. Um, I actually didn't meet that many people. On one occasion, I'm still convinced today that I met a ghost, which was actually on my first night walking walking between Salinas and Captus Falco, and I got absolutely, totally lost. This was when I made this rule that I wouldn't break through forests because I'd broken through this virgin forest and didn't know where I was ending up. I was getting covered in big spiders' webs and in tall grass and everything. It was just an absolute nightmare. This was on my first day, and I'm just thinking, again, what, what am I doing this for? But it felt... At that point, I was still very enthusiastic about it. And we came into this, down into this valley, and I then picked up this really strange trail there um, that's all marked by stones. So someone has lived there at some point, or someone's got some story of being there, because there's all lovely paths marked out, all symbols marked out in the ground in this hidden valley up in Captus Falco. I was following this path, and um, Cosmo wasn't on a lead, obviously. He was just um, being free to follow me. And I suddenly saw this guy ahead of me, and I thought, what the hell is this guy doing in the middle of absolute nowhere? It was, there was nothing. You couldn't see the sea. It was in this little hidden valley. And suddenly this guy's there, and he, he, I went to walk by him. I went to say hello to him, and he just stood back from the path and stared blankly ahead and didn't do anything. So I walked past him just thinking, okay, yeah. Cosmo started barking like absolute crazy and he wouldn't come by the, this person whatever it was so after five minutes I had to backtrack walk by the guy again and he was just like staring blankly into nothing he had a face though I remember he had a face but it was very blank and nondescript and I then had to put Cosmo on the lead and I had to drag Cosmo by this guy person whatever you want to say it is and um, Cosmo just really was not happy at all so I got past him again and then carried on wandering, just thinking, okay, strange guy, people live in, live in the middle of nowhere. And then it was actually that evening that it dawned on me that I don't think he was from this planet. He was moving on somewhere else. It's just a whole weird energy about him. Um, S. Vedras, I, I can't... All I can say about it is what I've read and what people told me. I'm not a scientist or anything. But Esvedra is the third most magnetical place on our planet. So you've got the North Pole, the South Pole, and then Esvedra. And to me, that's just crazy, unbelievable, weird, fantastic, amazing, whatever you, whatever words you want to put, it, put into it. And it's said that it's magnetic because it might be a plug of an ancient volcano. Um, it's a volcano that was already there, but they've tested the... The actual rock and it's not the same rock as Ibiza so it is a separate rock of Ibiza, a separate stone, a separate material of Ibiza and for some reason it's very magnetic and whenever I do a walk around there I have a GPS thing I put on my wrist and I walk around it and it maps how far I've been and height, distance and speed and everything and whenever I do a walk around Esvedra I go home, 
load it onto my computer, I, I then overlay it on Google Earth, and every time the map goes crazy around on, on those walks. So, and I'm using satellites, I'm not using a, an old-fashioned compass, I'm using satellites, and it even messes up with the satellites. So there's something very strange about it. And people have been setting up their first homes there for 3,000 years. Some of the oldest, the oldest ruins found on Ibiza are right in front of Esvedra. So for some reason, for 3,000 years, again, people have been feeling it. They've been wanting to be near it. They've been worshipping it right up to when the hippies were here in the 60s and 70s. They were trying to swim out to it and what they wanted to live on it and camp on it and everything like that. And so much so now it's a, a, been made a reserve and you're not legally allowed on it. So who knows really what it's all about. I mean, you're doing another walk at the end of the year around the island, and obviously that's inspired, I guess, by this trip that you made round the island with one euro in your back pocket. How is this going to differ from that particular walk? So this has come about because after I did the walk around the island, I just got into life, and then that's how the, the walking started. People asking me to take, started asking me to take them walking, and then people would say, "Also, I want to walk around the island," and I'd say, "Well, take your backpack and off you go." But no one wants to do it alone, it seems. There are people that probably will do it alone, but generally people want to have a bit of support along the way and know roughly where they're going. They're not really ready for taking the, the whole risk and going on their own. So people kept asking me. So I thought, OK, maybe I should walk around the island again. And I was going to do it last year, but it didn't come together. So I put it out to do it this year to give people a bit more time. So I'm going to... I've, and I want to take a small group of people with me, which is just eight people. So I'm taking eight people with me and we're going to walk around the coastline of Ibiza. But unfortunately, I don't think I can do it on a euro because not many restaurants rock up with eight people and go, hey, feed us all for free. I don't think that's going to happen. So it's going to be fully supported. So um, people are going to have the, the food, food provided, the water provided, but you are going to have to carry your whole backpack with you. So you're going to have to carry each day between 10 and 15 kilos of weight. And it really will be, I'm hoping, and I think it will be, a real life-changing experience for people. You know, it changed my life when I walked around the island. And to have that amount of time disconnected from so-called normal society and normal life and job and family and phones and laptops, it, it really does change you. It, it will change people's lives. So I've got some amazing people coming on the walk from many different countries. So it's going to be an interesting mixture of people as well. Some interesting um, times will happen, I'm sure, along the way. But I'm re really excited about it. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Hi, my name is Vivienne and I'm from New Zealand and just currently moved to Ibiza and today we went on the Atlantis walk. Wow, what an amazing, amazing place. Pretty hard going in some spots, um, fun going sliding down the sand but those rocks were just incredible. Toby does these walks every two weeks and it's just one of the most wonderful ways to explore the island. You really connect with the nature and the gifts and Toby gives you a little bit of history of everything that goes around and just a thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable day. Fabulous but quite demanding in parts going up and down hills and uh, the scenery was beautiful, it was great being out in nature. You get to meet a lot of nice people, you know, varied uh, from all over the world. It's well done. I think it is quite tough, that one, the, the Atlantis walk, but, um, you know, if you're a little fit, you can do it. So it was great. Highly recommend it. How would you, what was your favourite part of the day? When I finished. <laughs> After I got up that last hill, it was a killer. And... Uh, 
We all had an ice cream. That was delicious. <laughs> Toby has enlightened us a great deal on more of the history and pointed out some really beautiful things that we didn't notice before. Think, okay, right, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And then Toby takes you somewhere else. And you go, okay, no, no, this is the most beautiful thing. <laughs> and then you go somewhere else. So I'm still here hoping that one day you 